Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 7, Episode 3 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Lewis. I'm coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man and home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. Chris, how are you doing tonight? And of course, what is in your glass? Denny, I was so excited to get on here and talk about beer with you, because, and here's the only one I'm probably going to drop today. I had a shitty day today. Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It got better. Okay. It got much better. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in my glass today, I have, guess what? A beer from Cigar City's El Catador Club. Because again, this is the only time I drink them. Uh, but it's called Toddy and Sap, which I don't, I don't understand. Oh, now I get the name. Toddy and Sap, <laughs> which is a rum barrel aged old ale with coconut and maple. Ooh, sounds and good. normally with maple, yeah, it gets a little sweet. overwhelming yeah. and it's too sweet. I would really, I would really like another bottle of this. Yeah. I want to bottle that. Sounds good. Cause this, uh, it wasn't over the top. It's, um, just right. It's not very, that maple flavored, like isn't sticking all over the place. And uh, I'm, well, this bottle's about gone. So, <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you have another big bottle to be, uh, drinking too. No, I, I still have to finish that keg of uh, that watermelon <laughs> pale ale. I'm, okay. I'm about done with it. but Okay, uh, you're milking that thing. Uh, I'm not. It's almost empty. I'm just waiting for it to just, I'm waiting to tap the keg. Okay. Or I'm waiting for it to blow. Um, it's going to be any day now, so okay. I'm just going to keep drinking it. Okay. Well, what about you? Uh, what's what's in your glass? How are you, how are you doing today? Well, you know what? Before we get into what I'm drinking, we do have a couple guests that are on the show, so Chris, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guests? All right. So, guys, with us today, we have from, let's see, where are you guys located? Cleveland, I guess, would be the most Cleveland, Akron, Ohio area would be the uh, closest major city from you guys. Okay. Uh, But Kevin and Amanda Argauer are going to be our guests this evening. Guys, say hi. Hello. Hi, everybody. And there's Kevin. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk to Kevin and Amanda about their craft beer journey and go over um, go over a few things about, you know, their favorite beers. And I already sent you guys the cheat sheets. uh, (laughs) That's cheating. We're supposed to, uh, you know, off the cuff. I mean, and they're longtime listeners now. I understand. You're right, Denny. Yeah, I should know how it works. It's okay. It's okay. But. It's, I mean, at one point, Amanda, you and Kevin, both, you guys, you guys found us 
while traveling from uh, Pittsburgh to Missouri or Missouri back to Pittsburgh, something like that, right? You were, it was Christmas time. You guys needed some, you, could, you visited some breweries and you were in the mood to learn about beer and you were going through finding craft beer podcasts and you just happened to land on us and you liked what we had to say and, and fell in love with the show, right? That's correct. We had a 15 hour road trip. Um, we were actually in Kansas, uh, heading back to Pittsburgh and we stopped in every state along the way to pick up some craft beer and to keep us company. We listened to your podcast on the way back and then started interacting like immediately (laughs) with you guys. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That's what was so nice is that you didn't even, I think you were interacting like on the road, right? You were, you didn't even wait yeah. till you got home. You were actually stopping at, at breweries. <laughs> that's right. And then when you got home, you showed, you, you actually sent me a picture of your refrigerator and this was a pretty big refrigerator <laughs> and the entire fridge was full of beer and yeah. uh beer and you had some cocktail onions i think the only other thing in there right? <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's some that's some beer that's a, that's a good haul yeah we're college kids at heart okay <laughs> but uh, uh but but, but lately when we've chatted um you, you're not traveling as much and so is it true that you you may be a little bit behind on the show Oh yeah, that's oh. true. Okay. Um, I I have been trying to listen as much as possible, but as we've talked about before, I got to be careful on those road trips by myself because your voice makes me want to fall asleep, mm-hmm. and that's not good for driving. But <laughs> but yeah, we have fallen behind. We try to catch up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we've enjoyed the hangouts, um, the virtual hangouts. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we owe you some time to okay. catch up on that. Well, you know what? They'll, they'll be there waiting for you when you get back on the road and do some trips. Once this COVID stuff is over, we'll be able to, you know, you'll be able to put us back in your ears and, and get caught up. That's right. Yeah. Well, good. Can't yeah, good. Well, what, what's, what are you guys drinking? So I'm okay. drinking a, a beer from one of our favorite local breweries, Magic City Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Wolf Amongst Ravens. It's a passion fruit and blueberry goza. Oh, nice. Starting start light. I've got a couple of big ones lined up here that I'll probably get to in short order here. <laughs> oh, good. So you're loosening up. Oh, yeah, i got to ease my way in. Yeah. It is Monday after all. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> um, it is, yes. And I am drinking, um, it's called Centerpiece by Urban Artifact. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a sticker on it that says extra pulp, extra thick, which was a little bit unnerving, um, <laughs> but it's really good. It's made with, pi- it's a fruit tart and it's made with pineapple and strawberry. And it's like very thick fruit punch, basically. Okay. It's it, coming in at 8%. So oh, oh. Not bad. Yeah. So I bet you, I mean, can't, oh, light beer. Yeah, it's light. Yeah. And with that much yeah. sweetness that might be in there from the fruit, does it have any kind of booziness or does it hide the, the booziness mm-hmm. pretty well? None at all. Oh, As nice. is true of most of Urban Artifacts beer, they they try to kill you one beer at a time. They, <laughs> they, most of them taste like this, and a, a lot of them have a solid amount of alcohol in them. Nice. Nice. Okay. Excellent. Well, now I guess it's time for me to talk about what I'm drinking because I, I was kind enough to let our guests speak before we got on to a tangent because I've got a lot to say about this beer. Right in front of me, I have a growler, a full growler, minus one 
16 ounce glass that I just that I poured right before we started recording. And this growler is a fill from Mad Swede Brewing, which is a local brewery here in Boise. And I believe that both Kevin and Amanda have some uh, some uh, some garments that have Mad Swede Brewing uh, logo on them. I I uh, brought yeah. those for you when I was visiting you guys in Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and I wear it as often as possible. I, I know. I see it. I see it all the time. And I even <laughs> I've even seen Kevin showing off the the guns in his tank tank top out there working in the yard and and oh, doing stuff. Oh, the ladies love it. Oh yeah. The ladies oh yeah. Love it. It's not just the ladies, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, opportunity. I, I mean, I have to admit, I, you know, I, I don't mind seeing it too. I mean, Kevin is a is a is a fine looking gentleman, and he and he wears <laughs> he wears that tank top very well. So yeah, all, the, all the neighbors come out to watch, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they like it or not. They're just <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. They, thought, they thought there was a squatch sighting. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Okay. So you need a little it's bit common of, around here, you know. Okay. A, a little bit of uh, waxing needs to be done. <laughs> we're not going, going there. quickly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right well, let's get back to my beer i guess i got sidetracked again but uh, i'm drinking uh, uh we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about uh re, re getting back out there in you know visiting our pubs visiting our breweries and such and and, and helping them out during these tough times during covid but uh one of the things i've been trying to do is is to you know get the local beer and we've been making some trips back to Mad Swede, drinking the beers uh, at low, you know, the times when there, it's not so crowded that where Sarah and I can just go. We know we're not going to be bugged by a lot of crowds and we can keep the interaction kind of down and, and drinking their beers and help support them and, and getting growler fills. So I have this growler filled of this beer that I fell in love with a couple of weeks ago when I first had it. And what's interesting about this beer is it's a style that nobody I mean, it's an old style, old style, historic beer style, Dutch beer style, actually. And it's called a, a kite beer. And it's actually an oat, an oat L. And I, I went ahead and I, I wrote down a little bit of notes on what exactly a kite beer is. And it's a Dutch style kite. And it can be spelled three different ways. It can be spelled uh, K-U-Y-T, K-O-Y-T, or K-U-I-T. So those are all the ways you can you know, spell this kite beer. Again, it's from the Netherlands, it's a Dutch, uh, an old Dutch ale. Uh, the, the coloring is uh, is from gold to copper. This one's more of a straw color. It's a little bit, you know, lighter gold, maybe straw. There's always going to be a chill haze and some other haze in this thing because it is an unfiltered beer. And the overall aroma character is uh, really grain emphasized and has a grainy, bready accent to it. Uh, hop aroma is very low. Uh, and they're normally using noble hops or some other traditional European varieties in the beer. And the distinctive character comes from the use of 45% oat malt, which is a, kind of like an oat beer. It's like an oat ale. There's also a minimum of 20% wheat malt, and the remainder is pale malt. Uh, the hop flavor is similar to aroma and is very low to, you know, again, a very low uh, hop character from noble type hops. Uh, bitterness is low. Maybe, you know, low to medium, and esters can be present at low levels. Uh, what I, and also, this style of beer was popular in the Netherlands in the 1400 to 1550 um, time frame. So, 
This beer is fantastic. It is a great beer to drink during summertime. It's kind of reminiscent of what you would get in a Hefeweizen, like a German Hef, but not with the banana clovey characters that you'd get. What you get in this is you get some of that, like I said, that grainy malt character. And uh, depending on the hops they're going to use, you'll, ha you'll have changing characters in that. What they used uh, from Mad Swede is some kind of a hop that gives off like a lemon, a lemony lemongrass citrus character. Very faint, but just enough to, to really kind of finish off this beer really nicely. And I really fell in love with this beer. So uh, I gave this untapped a four and a half cap rating. And I, again, I, I got a growler that I'm going to drink half of it tonight because I'm on a, a strict two beer limit per night. Uh, you know, Sarah's put the, uh, the, the axe down and told me I have to watch my drinking. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I'm drinking. If, what do you guys think? Have you guys tried some of these historic beers? I mean, besides the, the weird ones that Dogfish Head produces that usually <laughs> right. aren't very good, but have you gone to breweries that have also experimented with odd styles that you never heard of? I mean, I'm drinking an old ale. Does that count? It, it's old ale is not that is not that bad because there's still a lot of breweries that will brew old ales. But you're right, yeah. old ale is one that's not widely brewed. So yeah, I'll accept old ale. Yes, I haven't really seen a lot of experimental beers around lately. Although when we do, I know Amanda likes to try some different ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm always up for trying something. Uh, we do have a brewery locally called Arche Brewing that mm -hmm. does what's called Lab Rat Wednesdays. And now there's also Lab Rat Sundays because they have uh, two locations now. And it's like off the wall, whatever they're going to toss out there. Um, they do one batch of it and they only give it to like the first however many people that show up until it's gone. Mm -hmm. um, they don't can it typically. Um, and they've come up with some, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it's always something like you'd never um, experience. But I had a dill pickle beer recently. Yeah. So that, I, I would say that that's pretty experimental. That, you're right. That is experimental. And actually we have a local brewery here in the Boise area that does a pickle beer like a pickle goza was it a goza style yeah this one was but yeah. it's uh it, it's also urban artifact and they do a whole what's called an epicurean series and they have all different kinds of pickle beers so like your bread and butter pickles and your dill pickles and mm. your spicy pickles and i haven't tried all of them i just tried dill pickle but that was enough yeah. um, for me <laughs> <laughs> it's an acquired taste right? yeah you just have a little sand it's, it's a taster not a full pint Right. It's, it's, you know, out of curiosity, I'll try just about anything, but the, I, I try a two ounce or a four ounce, whatever the taster is going to be. And sometimes it sticks. And sometimes I'm like, thank God that was only four ounces. <laughs> yeah. Shooters. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? We, I want to get right into talking about your guys's craft beer journeys. But before we do that, I always like to let any new listener to the show know what Tap to Craft is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist our listeners along in their craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 159, and we're recording on Monday, August 24th in 2020. And this episode, again, we're going to discuss a little bit of surviving the COVID, surviving the quarantine, surviving... Oh 
Loneliness. I love that you call it the COVID. I call the it the COVID. COVID. It'll always be known as the COVID for me because I hope this is like a one-time thing and we never have to live through it again, but we'll see. Uh, and, and returning back to something normal. Uh, I mean, some kind of normalcy. Now, normal is going to be the new normal. It's not going to be the old normal, most likely. But, hey, I want to talk about how we're dealing with this stuff. And, of course, <laughs> and of course, learning about Kevin and Amanda's craft beer journeys and having some great conversation along the way. So let's get this conversation started by asking Kevin and Amanda about their craft beer journeys. All right. Who wants to start? Kevin does. Okay. Sure. Amanda's going to start. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Kevin was nice enough to let the ladies go first, uh, you know, when talking about her beer. So we'll let Kevin go first here and give Amanda some time to think about her answers. But we're (laughs) going to go back and forth. So I'm going to ask Kevin this first question first, and then I'm going to ask you. Okay. So be prepared, Amanda. All right, so Kevin, uh, it's a two-part question. You can you can answer your your, your answer can contain everything in one. Uh, it's not that difficult, but basically, I want to know when you tried your first craft beer. Not necessarily when you first tried beer or when you're drinking beer a lot in, in you know in college and and drinking a lot of the the cheaper beers, but when you really you know sat down and had your first craft beer and 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 tell us about whether or not. It was a positive experience, or it took you a couple times to really get into the to enjoying a craft beer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, drank a lot of beer in college, like a lot of people do, and um, worked at a couple different bars. And I worked at one bar in the south side of Pittsburgh that had like sixty beers on tap, mm-hmm. which is not a ton now because you know all these bars have lots of different beers. But in two thousand seven or two thousand eight, whenever it was. That was a lot of beers, mm-hmm. two, two or 300 different cans and bottles. And I was working at the front door, just bouncing and checking IDs. And <laughs> after the shift, like the owner encouraged everyone to, you know, try the beer. There's tons of beers. We want everybody to enjoy it, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I sit down after my first shift and I'm like, okay, what, what do you want? It's like, I'll have a rolling rock. <laughs> it's like the record skipped, right? And everybody looked at me and was like, what did you say? I'm like, mm-hmm. no. No, we're not going to give that to you. Pick a different <laughs> beer. And uh, they actually ended up giving me a, a Bell's Two Hearted, oh. which I think is still one of my all-time favorite go-to beers. Like, it's always really good. And uh, so it was a really positive experience. And through that, you know, they said, okay, this is kind of a, a really good IPA. Here's what to look for. You know, some real general tasting notes. And then mm-hmm. from that, you know, Every you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was okay. What are we going to try? It was IPAs and stouts, and they had a, ten or twelve different Belgian beers on tap, and so all sorts of different things. So that kind of kickstarted my craft beer journey for sure. Wow, and that's pretty impressive that you started right off with you know an IPA uh, that you know normally people would be trying that, and that might be turning them off, but it, you actually appreciated what it provided for you. So that's, that's pretty cool. Well, I, I thought it was pretty good and I didn't want to look like an idiot. So I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I you're sure, like, take a sip and have a smile because it's <laughs> not going to give you a natural light, which is what I think at that point, what I was used to drinking. So it was good. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm glad, I'm glad it was a positive experience and you had some good beers. Uh, all right. So Amanda, you heard the question. First time you tried craft beer, was it positive or was it not? 
Well, during the time when I was trying craft beer for the first time, it was probably just because I was drinking like five or six nights a week anyway. So like <laughs> at any point I would try, you know, I, it would didn't really matter. I probably couldn't remember what I had as my first craft beer anyway, but I would say that the, I've never had any real negative experiences with mm-hmm. beer. Um, I kind of like Kevin, I've, you know, I, I agree with the bells who hearted, um, you know, like just, I, I kind of eased into it. Um, mm-hmm. We really got heavy into craft beer uh, as the aforementioned road trip where mm-hmm. we try to hold dif- a whole bunch of different kinds at the same time. Yeah. But um, you know, we had a bar here in Akron that Chris may be familiar with called 69 Taps. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the most experimental I was in my college years because I, you just wanted to try something different. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I had a wide variety. I was a Bud Light girl back mm-hmm. in the day. And I, before that, I was probably like a Mike's Hard Lemonade girl. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's funny that we go back to those and you can't even can't even finish one of them. Yeah. Um, they make me sick to my stomach, and I could put away a good <laughs> amount of those back in the day. Funny, I was a Mike's Hard Lemonade girl when I lived in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, I pegged you for that. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, so I would nothing. say it's a generally positive experience. Okay, okay. but And obviously, yeah, it makes sense. You know, if you're already enjoying going out and drinking and 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 someone just hands you something and you're like oh that wasn't bad I, I can understand not really knowing what you know what you were drinking you just know that hey it wasn't so bad and maybe i'll have another one if if i hear that name again or they say something like right uh, so yeah yeah okay is now when you did start to drink craft beer was i mean were was there a style that you were kind of like that, that you were really enjoying early on in your crafter journey i've always been kind of a dark beer girl like guinness blame it on the irish blood um guinness is always it it was very smooth very easy to drink and so i was more likely to try darker beers Mm -hmm. um i have since evolved um from that but um i like stouts i like porters i think i like them because they were sweeter i mean this was like several decades ago at this point <laughs> so it was uh well when you were three we didn't have well, yeah <laughs> you know something like that we um <laughs> we didn't have the variety back then i mean at least i wasn't aware of it you know um it, you know in the local bars anyway i wasn't hitting yeah. up like the bottle shops and everything when i was 21 but um i i leaned towards like uh a good stout, a good porter before it, it took me a while for IPAs or anything hoppy. Um, I think I would call, I would say that that was an acquired taste for okay. myself. Okay. All right. Okay. You're off the hook now for, for the next few minutes. I'm going to go back to Kevin, Kevin. Oh, thank yes. Yes. <laughs> Kevin. Now, now that you're an experienced craft beer drinker, you've had a chance to drink a lot of different beers and you've introduced people to beers. I'm sure. You know, you want to try to, you know, once you become a craft beer and lover, enthusiast, you always want to try to pass that love on to all your friends. Is there a gateway beer that you typically recommend to someone that's, that's, that's drinking the hard lemonades and the, you know, and the, and the seltzer, hard seltzers and stuff, you know, whatever the kids are drinking these days that you want to try to get them into 
craft beer, is there a gateway beer that you like to recommend to people? So I don't think there's one specific beer that I would go to. It's, it's really dependent on the person and, and what they like to drink. So mm -hmm. like you said, if somebody's drinking something really light, like a seltzer, going to like a, a Goza that's you know a little fruity, mm -hmm. a little salty, but not overwhelming is I think an easy transition yeah. and then you can kind of build from there. You know, and the, the flip side of things, if you know somebody loves, uh, you know, sweets and chocolate and brownies and things like that, like a stout, maybe not a barrel aged stout, but something that's just kind of a little big and roasty and, mm -hmm. you know, solid winter beer or Christmas ale, even something like that can be a, an easy, easy transition into the craft beer world. But yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't start somebody that's drinking um, a Mike's Hard Lemonade with you know, some <laughs> barrel-aged stout, and then you just pass right out. Yeah, yeah. Good. Hey, good thinking. And you know what? I knew that you were going to slide in some kind of a uh, sour beer. You know, <laughs> I knew you were because I know how you love those uh, those Blender Vices and those sour beers. So that's good. Oh, yeah. And you know what? The perfect you know dessert stout um, series to to give people is those southern tier girl scout cookie beers right aren't those oh, like yeah. so good yeah yeah i think it's called man we got like a coconut one yeah yeah those are fantastic yeah yeah okay thank you kevin that was excellent answers all right amanda you can't steal kevin's answers he already gave them is there something else that you would recommend to your you know to your foo-foo drinking uh friends <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't don't know. Have <laughs> yeah, yeah, those aren't friends. Um, no, um, well, I don't worry about stealing the answers because I don't know who would ever start somebody out with a sour or a goza, <laughs> but uh, clearly not the bartender that I was. But, um, uh, you know, I was thinking about this and I hear it on the podcast that you ask other people as well. And I always wondered what I would say. And I don't feel like there's like a good answer to this because there's such a variety yeah. and it, it, to support Kevin's answer. I do think that it depends on the person. And that's my very favorite thing, asking people what they like when they're like, I don't mm -hmm. like beer. Yeah. And it goes with this podcast, too. You just haven't found the right beer, right? That's right. Oh, and you're the so, best. <laughs> I know. I know. But I completely agree. And um, so for me, I guess if I have to answer, um, what got me experimenting back in the day, and I go back to those, uh, that variety beer bar that I was referencing earlier, is Leinenkugel beers. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Which is not my favorite. Mm -hmm. I don't drink, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a Leinenkugel, but they have a good variety that have fruit, some have hops, but mostly they're shandies and things like that. Mm -hmm. So they're not like offensive. Yeah. Um, they're easy to drink. Um, one tastes like fruity pebbles. And so it's, uh, it's an easy sell to someone who's not used, not ready for hops, not ready for a, a sour or like a Belgian sour, a big boozy beer. Um, just an easy drinker, like, uh, anything by Light and Kugel, summer shandy, um, Sunset whatever wheat. it may be. Summer yeah, shandy. that's what I was thinking. Sunset wheat. Sunset wheat's the one that tastes like fruity pebbles. That's right. I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't remember what the name of it, but yeah. 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 Lime no, and Kugel. Final yeah. answer. Yeah. No. <laughs> again, that's a great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a great way of just getting people that say they don't like beer because it tastes like beer to give them something that doesn't necessarily taste, you know, too beery, but it still is beer, and it's, it's yeah. a you know good flavor. 
All right. Okay. I have one more question before I pass the mic on to Chris to drill you even harder with some even more difficult, uh, uh, you know, questions. But now, talking about beer styles, you guys both have already mentioned styles that you gravitate towards. So, normally I ask people, what's your favorite beer style? But this time, you know what? We're going to go on the other end and say, what is your least favorite beer style and why is that your least favorite? Now, Kevin, go ahead and start because I, I want to give Amanda some time to think about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I trying to think of something that I really don't like. Probably the the brute IPAs. Yeah, uh, aren't my favorite at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can drink just about anything, and, and those just don't seem to sit right. Yeah. Okay. I, hey, I, I can't blame you there. I am also not a fan of the brute IPA. Thank God they're no longer making them. <laughs> they're like a flash in the pan. They're around for what, three or four months, and then they kind of fizzled out. Yeah, yeah, so that, that's we must, good. We must not be alone. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Okay, good answer. All right, Amanda, do you have a just as equally good answer? I don't know if it's good. It's, you're not going to agree with it, but... Um, black guy. Don't say black IPA. <laughs> don't IPA. you dare. Uh, I know what she's going to say. Kevin probably knows. Okay. Um, so it's... I um I don't know. I, so for me, it's I'm not going to say Dogfish Head 120 if that's where this is going. Damn right you're not. <laughs> because it's not a true IPA, as we can all agree. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm not a fan. There's two two trains of thought here. I'm not a fan of most food flavored beers. So like your pepper beers, mm-hmm. your peanut butter beers, mm. things like that. Like I like to eat food mm-hmm. and drink beer. And I cannot like it. It's like people with texture issues. For me, it's like I I like the taste of peanut butter, but I don't like it with beer. Okay. So I'll say most, not all, food flavored beers. And my least favorite style, if I have to choose a style, is like a farmhouse ale. Oh, with that, no. I know, I know. <laughs> when you were describing the beer you were drinking earlier, I was like, man, Denny and I, we get along so well, we but do. our tastes are different. Because I like brewed IPAs too. Oh but, no. Um, so but, you, were, you were wrong with the peanut butter beers, but then you brought in the farmhouse, and I was like, okay, I, I can. Yeah, that yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sworn up. Peanut butter is not the best example, but when people try to like the pickle beer, and uh-huh. when people try to add like weird foods that aren't like fruit into beer, like it mm-hmm. just doesn't. My stomach is like, no, thank you. But farmhouse, I don't like that style, like the saisons, like only because. Um, uh, like the, it, it's a wheat thing for me. Like if it tastes a certain way, if I can taste the wheat, that bready character that mm-hmm. you mentioned, not a fan. Mm. So I, I, and it's too light. It's got to be worth the calories. Like mm-hmm. I know I'm only the only chick here, but I'm like watching the calories, right? And uh, I am too. The, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, you're I'm watching the cholesterol. Sarah, that's because Sarah's making you. I, I'm watching but, the cholesterol and the calories. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's got to be. It's got to be worth it. And for me, the farmhouse ale is just, ugh, it's, it tastes like it's bad to me. Yeah. Like it's gone bad. Yeah. You're not the life. only one. You're not the only one. And you know what? I can understand. I can fully understand. There's a lot of people I know who want, don't like saisons <laughs> and also don't like uh, adjuncts added into their beers like peanut butter and coconut and, you know, fruity flavors like my my cousin Corey, uh he typically doesn't 
want any fruit in his beer. Now he is starting to uh, enjoy some of the IPAs that have like like he went to you know he his son also went to Idaho State and in fact his, he just drove his son back down there to to start his uh, master's program at Idaho State and he you know he he whenever he's down in Pocatello he visits Jim Dandy Brewing which is you know my favorite Idaho brewery right now and uh, they have been doing some uh, IPAs I, in fact I talked about one that had like a really well I guess it was a uh, it was a mango ale. It wasn't really an, I think it was a hazy IPA. I can't remember now. Now I'm losing track of all the different beers. But he actually would normally, when we first started drinking uh, beers together, he would not drink anything that had orange in it or, you know, any kind of, you know, blood orange or anything. Now he goes and he sees a blood orange IPA and he actually will dr will order it because he's starting to appreciate that, you know, that, that blood orange flavor in there. But there was a time when he wouldn't drink it at all, and he's not a fan of the peanut butter either, or the, the you know the yeah the peanut butter for sure. He does not a big fan of that in his beer. So there's other people out there that just don't want weird things in their beer, and yeah. and, and especially not uh, Hidden Valley Ranch beers, oh. yeah. beer. or sausage oh. beers, or, or, or Jim, what was it? <laughs> I was excited about the sausage bacon and <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's a story yeah. behind that. That's probably where my hatred for food flavored beers came from. What I had a bacon flavored beer once, oh, yeah. and I was talking to the brewer about it. It was a great beer. Um, it was like I don't even remember what it was, it was like called. Maple but bacon stout. Yeah, so. maple bacon stout, and it was Abjuration Brewing out of Pittsburgh. Great brewery, cool place. Um, I'm taking a sip of it and I'm talking to the brewer about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, we have this this uh, deal worked out with the local farm. And I was like, what's that? Oh, we give them the leftovers and they gave us the pig that made the maple bacon stout you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Hmm. That's perfect. Do you know? I, OK, I was a vegetarian for eight years. Yeah, but what were you doing today? What uh working? What, what, oh, uh, I made what, bacon. I didn't. How many say times? Eight bacon. Quantos tiempos? Bacon. How many I times? Two times. Okay. Dos, <laughs> dos tiempos. There's breakfast bacon and there's dinner bacon. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you know the difference, Kevin. That's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> I didn't eat it. I just made it for Kevin. Oh. <laughs> Twice in one day. That's good. <laughs> breakfast bacon and dinner bacon. And That's the quote of the day. That's quote right. But yeah, this guy told me all about the pig that they use to make the maple bacon stout. And Kevin can tell you, I, I need the separation. Yeah, I'm not I'm not anti hunter. I'm not a, a pita person. But I will tell you what I need the separation. Yeah. And telling me that you knew the pig that was in my beer was not what I needed to hear that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. Leave Wilbur alone. It's okay. Right. All right. Th those are my questions. Chris, why don't you carry on? And, uh, and if there's some things already uh, that we already discussed, you can, you can skip them if you need to. Okay. And I actually took some questions and I added and adjusted a little bit, too. Oh, so. great. Ooh. So, God. well, no. you trying to work yeah, on the script here, Chris. Yeah, look, you got the script, okay? <laughs> you got it all after I added to it. So, first okay. thing is going to be... Just want to make sure Denny didn't ask this. Do you have a go-to beer, Kevin? 
I'm going to start with you. You have a go-to beer if you just said, hey, you know what? I'm going to get a six or 12 pack of blank. This is what so, I'm buying. So I don't. I'm, I'm basic in that I, I follow the seasonal trends. So I just opened my second beer. I'm drinking a pumpkin beer now, even though it's August. Um, my tastes kind of rotate with the season. So I like stouts. I like IPAs. I like sours and, and fruit tarts and everything in between. So um, recently, and I'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but uh, a lot of the local breweries have been doing kind of these special can releases. Mm -hmm. So it's been, you know, not easy necessarily to get a hold of them. Some of them are somewhat limited, but, you know, kind of our only option in the, these crazy times or to get some of their, their can releases or go get some crowlers filled. So kind of whatever's available right now. All right. Well, then we'll bounce. I think we're going to be bouncing back and forth on this one. What about you, Amanda? Do you have a go-to beer? So I know I'm going to get some hate for this. Dogfish Head 120? No. Oh, okay, no it's tried. no one's go-to. Although it's readily available nowadays, it seems. Yeah. It used to be like a needle in a haystack. I see it, it everywhere can, now. Can we settle this now? I, I'm happy without it. <laughs> are you okay so i win Is that what you're you know what you know what amanda you have you're a weird right. way of saying oh i was just gonna say you have a weird right. way of saying you're right you know what yeah. and that's, I, I know that's one of megan's favorite things to hear is you know what yeah you're right i, I was wrong can die happy please I mean, forgive me no i um dogfish head 120 is definitely not my go-to beer but we did i tried with it right i aged it drank it I, I took i don't even remember how long we aged it two years maybe and i was like nope still bad <laughs> so four or five different ways aged you know cellared fresh warm cold out of a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but was it an imported shoe or a domestic shoe that's where it really <laughs> one of each oh one of each well. no nah, i'm just kidding so if I had to drink, if craft beer went away and I had to drink one beer for the rest of my life, it would be Corona with lime. I could drink a Corona with lime for breakfast um, any day of the week. Danny, you need I, to take her off of the hangout. I, I know. But I like it, it, there's not one. You can't just pick one craft beer. Oh, you absolutely know I mean? not. No like, way. I have a favorite light beer and a favorite dark beer as far as craft beer. So that would be. Um, Saugatuck Neapolitan Milk Stout mm -hmm. is my my go-to dark beer. Normal or on nitro? Oh, nitro if I can get it. Okay. I love a nitro. Sorry, Denny. Um, yeah. And my lighter beer, light in color, not in alcohol, is Nimble Giant. Trove's okay. Nimble Giant. Mm, that is so good. But you can only drink so much of either yeah. one of those, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, one's 9% and one is like drinking a glass of milk. So if I had to drink, <laughs> I had to drink 10 beers right now, 10 Corona with limes. Okay. But yeah. Maybe yeah. a trope Rubeus mixed in there. Ooh, oh, yeah. Rubeus. Oh, yeah. Founders. Too, yeah. Founders. 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 Yeah, founders. Yeah. Oh, founders. Yeah. I thought that's true. Okay. So, and that this is going to kind of lead into the next question. You, you kind of answered, I guess. Amanda more than Kevin, but do you guys have a favorite beer or brewery kind of, not kind of, but locally and or globally? Magic City. 
Well, yeah, yeah in Magic so, City, we see a lot of from, from the, both. The top of the list right now locally, I think, for me at least, is Magic City and Arche Brewing. They are like the yeah. pinnacle of, of what's going on here in Akron. I can get behind you on Arche. I, I really oh, can. Yeah. Ron, they, Ron makes some amazing beer. It's wild. Like, they come out with so many different types of beer, and, like, their IPAs are really good. Their stouts are unbelievable. That's what I got cooking next is part of their uh, their coronavirus series. They've released, like, a different can every week since probably the middle of April. Mm. And uh, this one is it's, it's their final release that they did, and it's a caramel macchiato triple oatmeal imperial stout. Whoa. Oh, wow. And it's a 14 percenter. Oh, that's going to keep yeah. you in the house. You're the man. <laughs> you're pulling You're pulling a Chris right there. Seriously, I just finished this 13 percenter, and I thought I was a badass. <laughs> well, I haven't finished it yet, so I'll, I'll keep All talking right. before I start slurring my words. That's okay. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> That's that's what I'm going for. What about uh, Amanda? What about you? What what about breweries, kind of locally? What are you uh, What are you leaning towards? Well, I completely agree with Magic City and Arche. Those are my two go tos. Um, but what we are actually doing right now is called the Summit uh, Brew Path, which nice. is a like a passport system. You get a check in at every brewery you go to. Last year it was 22 breweries. I'm not sure if it's 22 or 23 this year. I think it's 25. Uh, 25 this year um so most of them we've already been to and those are still the kings magic city and arche but um we just went to 83 brewing brewing in akron um down by the goodyear building actually and uh it was actually really good i haven't they weren't on the brew path last year because they were brand new um they didn't make it in time to get on the passport um path but uh, they had really good beers. I, I we only I only had one flight from them. So in the in the vein of not going exactly with what Kevin said, I'll say eighty three. All right, nice. Okay. And then it, I, let's let's expand a little further. What about globally? Guinness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, now is it Guinness just anywhere you can buy it? Or no, Guinness the brewery. In Ireland, okay. In Ireland, we went, that's where we went on our honeymoon, and we uh, we did the connoisseur tour while we were there, and it was excellent. Um, I highly recommend that if you are going to Guinness, spend the extra 50 bucks or whatever it was and go to the connoisseur store, and um, they take you in like a secret back room bar and give you all these secret beers, and um you know guinness is good just like it is and they say it tastes better in ireland and it does (laughs) but um it's really interesting they have a lot of they have guinness that's not on nitro they they try to fool you into thinking it's a different beer and it's it's good as well and um really good experience there um and I, i haven't done a whole lot of like international brewery excursions so guinness it is Okay, well, once COVID is over, you know your job. Oh, yeah, whenever. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll go to any country, whoever will take me. <laughs> all right, so if, uh, all right, back to you, Kevin. So if we, it, we, if you were able we to going? name, yeah, well, you and I, we're naming a beer or a brewery right now. Uh, what, what would you call it if you were going to name a beer or a brewery? 
Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Well, so we got to narrow that down a little bit. What okay. type of beer are we naming? Whatever. Um, so you've got free reign yeah. here. Yeah, whatever Kevin your didn't favorite do style. His homework. Yeah, your Goza. Kevin didn't do his It's going to be a Berliner Weiss or a Goza. So name, name <laughs> yeah, a Goza or Berliner sort of Weiss power. for you. Yeah. So it, it definitely name something after one of our dogs. So if it's a if it's a Goza or Berliner, it's going to be a Murphy. Oh. Our giant, fuzzy-haired, <laughs> light-colored dog. Or if it's a, a stout or something maybe with a little cinnamon or a little winter flavor it'd be a riddick okay big brindle boxer okay I like well odd, oddly enough i have a brindle boxer named guinness so oh, there you go. and i love him <laughs> he's the best <laughs> actually found him in kent that's where we got him from on saint patrick's day oh yeah all right amanda what about you how what about beer or brewery names okay so i've thought about this i was ready oh, for this one <laughs> Amanda did her home. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, all right. So the name of the brewery, you're not allowed to know because (laughs) I'm big into, if you know me, I'm big into like the 1920s. I'm big into that era. We got married at the mob museum Mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. I'm big into the mafia, big into the, into that, like, Roaring Twenties kind of theme, so the, it would be a speakeasy, uh-huh. and you wouldn't know the name of it. Okay. You have to be in the club to know the name of it. So I don't have a. I, I, that the truth is, I don't have a name. Got it. Okay. But <laughs> but if I had to name a beer, it would be a hazy IPA, and it would just be called Luke L U K E Luke okay. because Luke Luke Hazy is the name of one of the. Uh, crime families, Lucchese, right? Okay. And so the other day we were watching like this Netflix special. Such a um, good Netflix special, by the way. Yes. Beer oh City? My God. Yes. And yes. right. And so the Lucchese um, family came up in that. And I was like, I honestly, I said I was going to name a dog Luke and call him Lucchese. But because it's hazy, it makes it easy. Hazy IPA. Lucchese. Okay. Okay. I like that one. Nice. Now, if you guys want to, anybody wants to take a trip out to San Francisco, California, Speakeasy mm. Brewing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's also a Speakeasy in Las Vegas, that if you know how to get there. So instead of San Francisco, where the air quality is the worst in the entire <laughs> world, maybe we could just go to Vegas, and I'll show you I'll, where the Speakeasy I'll be at. there in April. I'll be there in November. Mm. What up? Sorry, it's not going to match. So yeah, I can be there in April. We'll have to go in April too. Yeah, Look, I'm there. Well, except this year, I'm there every April. I know, I know. Except for this one, you didn't go this. April. Except this one, I didn't. Did you? No, but I yeah. wish I did. Could have yeah. got a cheap hotel room. I know. It's a great place. They're redoing all those rooms there. All right, so on to the next one. And we're going to start with Amanda this time so we can make sure Kevin can do his homework. How do you rate your beers, overall enjoyment or by style? Style. Oh. You shut up. You do not. Oh, my gosh. Amanda. You are so full of it. She's awesome. I do. I do. You are This is an apples to apples. It's not an apples to apples. You cannot. What are you drinking right now? There, Right now, I'm drinking a street side brewery. It's called V-Lux. Extra vanilla, 
milkshake IPA. Mm. Okay, so how how would you rate this beer? Tell me tell me about the uh, <laughs> the characteristics Come of on. the milkshake IPA. Well, I, I grabbed this one out of the fridge because it was very stressful picking out our beers before we were going to be on the podcast. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and I I picked this one because I had not had it and it sounded good, but I'm not a big lactose fan. Um, but I picked it anyway because I wanted to give it a chance. But okay. the character of it is exactly like it's it's not a hazy IPA, but it's opaque. I would call it um, strong notes of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I actually read the um, description on the side when we first got started, and it has citra, mosaic, and Eldorado hops. And mosaic and Eldorado are my two faves Ooh. that I have picked out. So it's okay. uh, yeah. And could Any you compare? Questions? Could you compare that to the BJCP category <laughs> of milkshake IPA? <laughs> How? No. She's not, she's not oh. comparing it to other to BCJ, BCJP. She's, I'm not your sommelier. Yeah, here, she's comparing Chris. it to other Where's milkshake John? IPA she's had. That's what she's right. Comparing. But if I'm going to rate this one to five, it's not rating it against a sour or yeah. not rating against a stout. Like you have to rate like. Kevin will, uh, he may not agree with me 100%, but he will say that when we go to places, we like places that just have a good example of the style. Mm-hmm. There was a good brewery in Pittsburgh called Helicon Brewing that their beer isn't anything to write home about, but it's just really good examples of the style. Yeah. And if yeah. it's something special, like they had really good, you know, fruited sours, they had like a, uh, um, uh, a lot like good lagers, like mm-hmm. just like boring yeah, beers. Lager. Yeah, Vienna lager. That's yeah. what I was trying to think yeah. of. Um, they, you know, just good examples of a style. Not you can't just yeah. rate like every beer the same. I know, and, and I love giving you guys grief about it, especially because <laughs> if you go to bjcp.org, the last update that they gave was on February fifth, two thousand seventeen. So, wow, th- yeah, it must see? be dead. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, in February of 2017, they said they have a website migration in process. <laughs> so, you didn't get the invite. Oh, you went oh, to the wrong no. site. They changed oh, the. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll just click on this button that says direct link. Um, you probably have to reconfigure your browser to see it. It's listen, so I'm running weird. Chrome, Denny. Back off. <laughs> Maybe Safari runs better with that one. Yep, Chrome. I am Chrome. that Chrome? I am Chrome all day. All right. Um. So let's see. Wait a minute. Kevin's got to answer how he rates. Oh, uh, so I, I might be the softest rater on one tap of all time. Yeah, because everything's a five. Everything is well. So I know, like when we go out, I'm gonna pick a beer that I think I'm gonna like. Mm-hmm. So normally, that's gonna put me in the, you know three, four, five range. Mm-hmm. If we're at the brewery when I'm drinking it, that's like an extra point. Yes. At least. Yeah. Like, I don't want to sit at the bar and be like, oh, this beer is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> wants to, I mean, you can get found leave. out. So, or, yeah, right? I mean, there's one place we go to that they put, like, it runs like a ticker. You yeah. can see uh-huh. the untapped check-ins <laughs> and, like, I don't want to yeah. be like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. Did you just give my beer that I brewed with my own hands? A <laughs> Has that ever happened to you guys? You cat? No, because I would never do it. <laughs> so I went to lunch with my buddy Tom the other day at this place called Dunderbox Brew Pub. Um, I love this place. Great German food here in the Tampa area. Um, you know, if you guys ever come back into the area and say, hey, I want good German food. This is where we're going. <laughs> JB and and 
and his staff do some amazing food. He gave us some beers the last time I was there. Got to try them right out of the fermenter. We checked into a beer, my buddy Tom and I, and he came over and he goes, hey, are you guys checking into beers right now? Oh, my God. No, that's not us. Because my buddy Tom, uh, he does website development and like search engine optimization. And he, he had a 3D camera and he was taking pictures inside just to post them up for free. Uh, help out some local businesses and and he came over and he was like hey are you guys checking into beers are you guys from google like what's going on oh i just saw God. some we, we just had some edits to our our web our page on google and we're like oh no hey hi jb nice to yeah. see you again it's been a while <laughs> the hassan pfeffer has been delicious every mm-hmm. time i love some good rabbit die for yep. rabbit rabbit yeah. is good no he makes some amazing food the the food's fantastic oh, there yeah. i could eat a um, lot of german food mm-hmm. yeah we, uh, so one of the other cool local breweries thirsty dog which i'm sure you're yep. familiar with so they have a it's called the sour house which is in like the basement of one of their brewing facilities and it's on the the brew tour and we were there on like a it was like a thursday evening and we walked in and, and there's nobody there. And we walked back and we like talked to the bartender and it's Amanda and myself, the bartender and the head brewer who's in charge of all of the sour beers that they're brewing for the sour house. And it was really, it was kind of odd. There wasn't any music. It was completely silent. It was a little awkward, but like, I'm not going to sit in front of the person that made these beers and be like, <laughs> Two and a half caps. <laughs> yeah. You could have done a little better. Yep. So even a two and a half is going to be a four if you're in the brewery. Or four, <laughs> it's really bad if it's like two caps or below and I'm in the brewery, it's probably a no rating. Yeah. Mm. Like I'll check it in, but I won't rate it. Oh, or if it's dang. a style that I know I'm not going to like, but you know, maybe it's the the only beer on the list that I haven't had or something like that, uh, I'll check it in and not rate it. Because if I know I'm not going to like like a pickle beer, I don't really like pickles. Yeah. But, you know, Ugh. not a one star, just a no rating. Yeah. yeah. All right. Noted for the, uh, for the next time I see your check-ins. <laughs> All right. So got you guys on the overall enjoyment or by style. Who would you say is the biggest beer nerd? Um, I would say that Kevin is probably the biggest beer nerd. I am big into beer, but Kevin is religious with his check-ins. I, here's what we've done. Um, because I stopped, essentially I stopped like checking beers in altogether. Uh Um, I make Kevin tag me. (laughs) Kevin's doing that. (laughs) Well, I'm having him too. I just am too lazy to check in on on Untapped all the time. (laughs) But I want people to know that I'm also there and enjoying the beers. Um, I don't know. So like, I would say Kevin's the biggest beer nerd, but I, I would be open to debate. So from from that respect, I think she's right. I think, <laughs> but when when she was bartending at this bar that had like a ton of different Belgian beers, Amanda like put her librarian glasses on and <laughs> actually bought some books about craft beers and Belgian beers, and they were really good books. And, and like gave herself a thorough education on like the brewing process and Belgian beers in general. 
and that was pretty nerdy. So, <laughs> but in a good way. Oh, in a good way. Yeah. It's a positive yeah. thing. There's nothing wrong with being a nerd. It's right. not a negative. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Yeah, that's true. I didn't know a whole lot about beer when I started bartending. So here's the backstory. I worked from home for several years before it was cool. Um, and <laughs> I was so bored because I would be at home all day. And then Kevin was working in the office. And so he would come home and I'd be like, all right, I'm ready to go out. And Kevin's like, okay, I've been out all day. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> and so I got a bartending job literally for social enjoyment. And it was at a bar that was right down the street from our house. And it was that Belgian beer bar. And in my interview, they're like, what do you know about Belgian beer? I'm like, I couldn't even point Belgian out, Belgium <laughs> out on a map. Um, so I had a lot to learn. And so I bought a book that was written by, um, a local guy called Beerology. And it was actually really, really interesting. Um, it was like a picture book cause I don't read and I'm not a true <laughs> nerd. Um, and it was, it was extremely helpful and it was a good starting point into learning about beer. So I actually passed that on. I paid it forward to someone else that wanted to bartend and learn about beer. Um, but yeah, from that aspect, I'm probably nerdier, but like, like to date, Kevin is probably the bigger nerd. So you just, you paid it forward to Kevin. Now he checks into all your beers for you. Yeah, he's, that's, yeah, exactly. That's, I am there. You can bet that if Kevin is checking in beers, I've had it too, because Mm -hmm. his, his, you know, his pro move is to take like one very small sip of my beer and then check it in like he like it's his. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's how he ends up with 15,000 <laughs> check-ins and I have like four. Oh, look, I'm looking at one right now. Uh, yeah, I'm getting the notifications. Ago, Kevin Argauer is drinking a full containment uh, Project mm-hmm. Dark Angel by Arche Brewing at Untapped at Home, which is where I checked into my last beer. Ooh. And look who he tagged. Me. Amanda. <laughs> it's an agreement. All right? Amanda, your it's last check in was August 18th. And it was just, what's the one before that? Can you even tell me? Before it that was, was like, like January. August yeah, 18th, no doubt. No August doubt. 18th, August 18th. You were August 6th, but that was oh, a really? German beer out of your truck glass. August 2nd. Yes. Oh, here it is. Here's that jump. February. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was a long time ago. I knew I knew you went a way, long time. I'm like, oh my gosh, are these guys even still alive? I don't know. Have you oh, seen my, them on Untapped? Are these, what's going my on? My untapped friends definitely think that the Rona got me. If um, it wasn't for social media, I would not know you guys were still there. Yeah, well, at least that's true. you. Kevin, Kevin, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. a strong check-in. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're still yeah, here. February 5th, February 6th. Man, life was different then, no? Uh, yeah, tell me about that it. That was before life I'm, ended. I'm, I'm like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Kevin's still like August, July. Oh, he's good about it. Scrolling, I know. Scrolling, We've scrolling. been drinking the entire time. I know, like, don't worry. Yeah, it's June. Uh, there we go. There's no big gap. There's no big gap. I'm proud of you, buddy. There you go. Good job, Kevin. Yeah, there's, there's no gap, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And with our, our new house, we've got a full dedicated beer fridge now, so we don't have to split space yes. with beer large jars of garlic <laughs> and cocktail onions. Like, we've got their own place in the food refrigerator inside the house. I can't wait to buy a new house. Oh, nice. Come back or you can get them cheap. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it snows there. 
get a, a summer house here. Plus, you know what? Uh, you know what? It was considered. It really is. Hey, man, you could move right in here. Just bring the dogs <laughs> and Megan. Oh, all right. So um, let's. That was a, a fantastic interview with your craft beer journeys. Uh, thank you for sharing. I think we had some uh, good information there, some information that is different from other uh, listeners that we've had on the show. So I'm glad that we got some new content and uh, we learned a lot about you too. So that's very, very nice. Chris, let's go ahead and uh, skip the, the untapped, the craft yep. segment because we're getting a little bit long and I want to try to get through our, our uh, some other stuff. But we'll, we'll quickly go through the new and noteworthy beers that we had, I had, I, we both only had two. Um, and I'll just talk real quick about mine again, Mad Sweet Brewing. Uh, they, they had a, a Dortmund, Dortmunder Lager. Again, another one of those styles that isn't brewed a lot in the, in the States. This one's called Dilly Dallying. And it was a, a, a very good lager. It did, uh, it's an export lager basically. And it did have a little bit extra bitterness in the finish that, I can appreciate, but you know what? I just don't like my lager bitter. You know, it kind of reminds me almost on the side of the Pilsner, uh, you know, especially those, uh, uh, shoosh, I just forgot this. Uh, what's the, what's the Pilsners that have, uh, uh more bitterness at the finish? You guys help me out. I'm having a, um, uh, old man mental block. It's, uh, Czech Pilsners. There we go. Never mind. I figured uh. it out. Talk your way through. Yeah, the Czech Pilsners can sometimes have a little bit more of that noble hop, uh, mineral bitterness at the end, and and uh, this one kind of had you know a little bit too much bitterness, but it was still good. I gave it a four cap rating, and then, and the second beer I I have for new and noteworthy is from Boulevard Brewing, and uh, I've had a few you know we get a few of their beers in, especially a lot of their special barrel aged ones. And this one is their Rye on Rye Maple. And I've had Rye on Rye on Rye. I've had other Rye on Rye versions over the years. And I'm always hesitant when I have these Rye on Ryes because they're barrel-aged, uh, you know, usually sometimes double barrel-aged, and and they're, they're high in alcohol, and they can be a little bit boozy. And especially like what Chris mentioned earlier in the show when he was a little bit weary when he saw the word maple in his big beer he was afraid it was going to be a little bit too sweet and a little bit too boozy to give you that alcohol burn and i was the same way with this one i really thought it was going to be a rough beer to drink and i was pleasantly surprised uh i i love rye beers and i love rye whiskey and the rye beer on rye whiskey barrels with a little touch of maple was perfect and it was just enough of of everything where it wasn't over the top i could still taste the rye, I could taste each of the, the barrels, and the maple just kind of gave it a little bit of maple flavor without the extra sweetness. And I gave that one a four-cap rating also. All right, short and sweet. So, Chris, what about you? Hey, you know me. I don't like to get into the details, so I'm going to be short and sweet also. Um, so, the couple of beers that I had are all, except for the last one, uh, two sours and a Kolsch. Oh. So the first one was going to be the first two are from Tampa Bay Brewing Company. The first one was a pe- it's called Peach Python. 
Okay. I actually posted this photo on our Instagram page. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Tap the Craft. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a Berliner style with peach, uh, vanilla, and lactose. Um, and mostly I bought it specifically for the can art. Oh. It got me. But gave it a four cap rating. Super simple to drink. And I got to say, when my when my buddy Manny says he likes it, because he Hates, hates beer. beer. <laughs> That's when I know it's good. Nice. Okay. Now he he had the uh, the uh, the stomach reduction surgery a few years back, and he can't have carbonated things. Mm-hmm. But when he tastes it and he says he likes beer, that's a good beer. I gave it a four cap rating, uh, but bought us bought a four pack of it before we left the brewery the other night on date night. Mm. Uh, second beer I have is going to be Goza to the beach. And that one was, um, not only was it a very good beer, it was kind of, um, it was very, very orange centered. Uh, it said it was inspired by a similarly named beachy cocktail. This goes a kicks things off with aromas of orange juice, cranberries, and peach candy. And it did exactly that. Uh, super simple, uh, fruity, a little bit on the tart side, uh, actually gave it 4.25 caps and, as I was drinking this, uh, I had a little back and forth with uh, Eric Gronley, mm-hmm. and he said that it was a great beer name. He said he's been brainstorming beer names in case I ever, and in an alternate universe, open a brewery. <laughs> because He said, because there's so many puns that with Goza that you can use. And I said, well, Goza, funk yourself. Uh, his response was, no good deed, Goza, unpunished. <laughs> and I said, well, there goes of the neighborhood. <laughs> and his last response was, ha that's a good one. And boom, goes of the dynamite. <laughs> so, oh, I love it. Yeah, love it. So, so those were definitely some good ones. Um, and the last beer I want to talk about, this one's a little extra special because I had this beer. Um, this is a brewery by my house called Levin Brewing. Le- Brewer. Levin Brewing. And these guys uh, kind of fell under the whole, hey, uh, breweries and bars can't open unless they're a food service establishment. Mm-hmm. So the folks over at Levin Brewing opened up an entire food truck to make sure that their brewery was open. Their own so food guys, truck. They, they their bought own a food, food truck, truck and opened their own. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Taco Not Taco. Okay. And they serve, well... Tacos. Not, not tacos? <laughs> no, they serve absolutely, <laughs> definitely tacos. Um, and and I'm, I think I posted one. I put it on Untapped. I shared it on our Instagram, at Tap the Craft on Instagram. Um, but it was just, it was good to see them opening up just because it was them trying to do to-go beers. And that's a whole other conversation that we could get into. But they had a beer called Is Blueberry. And it was a blueberry-flavored Kolsch, which... With fruits, they can sometimes get a little over the top. But mm-hmm. man, this one was so good. I had two of them. Mm, nice. Uh, super, super easy to drink. Uh, the blueberry flavor was just right on. Uh, so it was definitely enjoyable. I gave it four cap rating. Uh, but man, I was just glad to see those folks open because uh, KJ and Jillian, the folks over at Levin Brewing, they're big into social media. And I got to watch their struggle. And I get, then I get to watch their victory. So that... Uh, that definitely makes me excited to see them open their doors, have people in there eating tacos and enjoying some good beer. So cheers to you guys. Nice. Uh, but that's going to be my new and noteworthy beers. Okay. 
All right. Well, now it's time for some uh, listener feedback. And guess what? We do have some voicemail. One of our great listeners, Tara Carlson, decided to go ahead and uh, call in and leave her voice. And let's see what, or let's hear what Tara has to say. Hi, Captacraft. This is Tara Carlson. Um, we're on our first road trip since early March, and it was such pleasure to listen to Tap the Craft on the highway again. <laughs> and we're just in Bel Air visiting our daughter, Dell. But right now, we're at the Slate Farm Brewery. Oh, my God, enjoying fresh beer again. <laughs> I just want to thank you for your consistency in these oh, she's trouble so excited. times. Keep it up. Thank you. Bye. Well, there you go. That's there, all it takes. That's all it takes is a road trip. And, no, that's uh, all it takes is just a simple voicemail <laughs> to 20853oddly. That's that's really all it that's is. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you, Tara. And I'm so glad that you and Jim are back on the road enjoying some fresh craft beer from local breweries. And you're able to listen to Tap the Craft on the road where you like to listen to it. I, I guess you guys have been listening to it. You know, on the side of the pool, which is also kind of, you know, tropical, right? Some pool listening to craft totally beer. acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you, Tara. And like like Chris said, anyone can just leave a quick little message to let us know that they appreciate what we do, or ask us a question, or tell us something cool. You can do that at two zero eight five three six three three five nine or two zero eight five three oddly. And also, we had some feedback on Twitter. From Mr. Matt Knight at Skinny Matt K, he uh, posted a picture and mentioned us on Twitter. He said he picked up the Sierra Nevada Barrel Age Narwhal based off of our discussion in the last episode. And I've been looking to see if he's drank it yet. He hasn't drank it yet, so I'm looking forward, and I'm crossing my fingers that we didn't uh, disappoint him and he'll enjoy that beer. Uh, it's a fantastic one. Have you guys had the the Narwhal? A barrel aged version from Sierra Nevada? No, but no, I want I to. haven't had the barrel aged. I've had the regular narwhal, and that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The regular is really good, and the barrel aged is like over the top. <laughs> it just takes it, you know, you normally, Kevin, you would give it a five if you're drinking at the brewery. Uh, this, is like a, this is like a six. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to give it a six. You have to, have to tell and tap to raise their damn limits. Uh, five so you plus. Can, yeah, five plus. <laughs> So, all right. Well, we, I want to thank uh, Matt for leaving some feedback and Tara. And if you would like to contact the show, your comments or questions, you can do that through email at taptocraft.gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram. Just follow us at taptocraft. And, of course, you can chat with Chris and me, too. I'm on Facebook page every so often at facebook.com slash taptocraft. And don't forget, again, we have that voicemail number, 208 536 3359. Leave us uh, your voicemail. And I also want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com and we invite you to check out the other shows on the network. All right. Well, now it is time for the Brew Buzz. And what is a Brew Buzz? Well, it's devoted to discussing various related topics. And this week, we are going to discuss the quarantine, quarantine life and how we are dealing with it and trying to find our new normal. Now, I don't really have uh, too much written down here. I have a few questions that I'm going to ask, and 
And I'm not going to, I'm going to ask the question and I'm going to go ahead and talk about my experience with that question and I'll let you guys chat and see how you guys are dealing with this. So first off, I want to find out how we're all handling this quarantine. And for me, um, you know, I, my work and the quarantine is, is, you know, it's affecting people's work. It's affecting people's social life and just, you know, interactions. And for me, work is my social interaction a lot. I go to work not, well, I go to work for two reasons. One, to earn money so I can survive. And two, to go socialize with all my coworkers. Because if I didn't enjoy talking and interacting with my coworkers, I would be at a different job. Because if all the people I work with are a bunch of dicks, guess what? I'm not sticking around, right? I, I am a social person and I enjoy that interaction. I like going to the office. I enjoy doing my routine and uh, and and my and routine is important. And that has been totally disrupted with the quarantine because now, you know, since the end of February, my company went into, into work, work from home, shelter in place. Uh, my company is based out of Santa Clara, California. And as soon as the governor shut down that state, uh, they shut down basically all the offices in, uh, across the country. And my office, even though uh, Idaho itself hadn't gone into shelter in place and hadn't gone into shelter in place for like two or three weeks after California did, they still shut our office down. So right from the beginning, we were forced to work from home. Well, guess what? We don't have anything in place to work from home. I do have a laptop so I can carry my laptop, but I don't usually work from a laptop. I usually... Plug, you know, I'm at the office, I plug my laptop into nice dual monitor system, keyboard, mouse. You know, I do a lot of, uh, I'm in engineering and I do a lot of, you know, dual monitor work with, uh, you know, different programs and stats and, and calculations and all this stuff. And it really is, you know, I, you don't realize how much you rely on that type of environment until it's taken away. So for the first uh, well, I'll say uh, even for the last six months, I've pretty much been working from a small 13-inch laptop screen. Uh, that's how I've been working. I go from two big monitors to a small screen. And it's really been, you know, crazy. Uh, you know, it's, it's putting strain on my neck, my shoulders, my eyes. It's been, a, it's been tough. Now, I've since last month, I realized because I was starting getting migraines from that that tension of, of not having a very ergonomic workspace. And I've, uh, I've actually gone and I got a monitor and a keyboard and, and got my, my docking station from, from my office and brought it over to my home office. And now I have a single monitor. So I have one bigger monitor that I can use to now do my calculations and look straight ahead instead of down at it. And this is how I work for the first mo half of the day. Like the morning, I work from home. And in the afternoon, I travel to the customer site because I support a customer and I work on site at their facility. Now, when this quarantine first happened, the customer shut down their site and and made all their work, most of the workers that weren't essential work from home and they cut off all contractors and vendors from working on the site except unless you had special permissions. Uh, I was one of, I was the only one in my group of eight people that was allowed to go on site. So I was the sole guy that was going on site and working and, and supporting the customer, which is also a bit, you know, stressful because they also had, uh, you know, things in place to help reduce the spread of the COVID. You had to wear a mask from 
from February, I mean, basically from February on, we were forced to wear a mask at when we went on site, where a lot of places still weren't forcing the mask at that early stage. Uh, you know, they were they were had us take surveys, and that's that's carried on. You know, it's going to carry on forever. I think we'll have to before we come on site, we have to take a survey and and ask all answer all these questions, and uh, they had you know they had thermal scanners before anyone else had thermal scanners that were testing people coming into the building to make sure they didn't have a high fever. I mean, they really took this thing serious. Why? Because my customer is a global customer and they have a lot of sites that are in Asia, in Wu, in China, where this thing happened. They already knew what happened in China before it even came into the States. And they took that knowledge and they, they were preemptive in making sure that they kept their workforce in the States healthy which I appreciate. So I've been working like a dual role, puts a lot of stress on the fact that I'm not in my normal routine, I'm not seeing anyone, I'm not interacting with my friends, and then on top of all that, I can't go and relax two or three days a week like we used to at the pub or brewery enjoying some nice craft beers because the state shut all those down and plus you don't want to you know, interact with stuff. So for me, it's been a pretty stressful time. I was doing, I'm doing okay. I'm surviving. Uh, luckily, I love my wife and Sarah and I have, uh, you know, really spent a lot of time enjoying each other's, you know, company, uh, enjoying some alcoholic beverages after work on the back porch, uh, you know, getting our social interaction between the two of us instead of with other people, which is, which is fine. And just really kind of enjoying nature. We've, we've got a little bird sanctuary we've got out back that, has really kept us sane and help us uh, focus our, you know, our loneliness of, of our interaction with our friends and stuff by focusing that on other things. So that's how this uh, COVID thing is, has hit my family. I, Chris and I have talked, so I'm going to go to you, Kevin and Amanda. I don't know the situation exactly of what's changed. I know that at one point in Pittsburgh, both of you kind of had a, uh, you know, a work from home ability to work remotely. And so you guys at that point might have been really capable of, of doing this without affecting your, you know, your normal routine. But now you've moved from Pittsburgh to Akron. No, yeah, Akron area, Ohio. And I know that you've mentioned that you guys are like changed career paths and, and are now doing something totally different. Has COVID really affected you much with this new change in career? No. No? <laughs> you don't even notice there's even anything going on? Yeah. So our lives changed a bit when we moved here to Ohio. Um, but we, I have been working home for several years, and mm -hmm. Kevin has been working home for a couple of years mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And our careers, our, our jobs didn't change. Oh. Like I'm doing the same job. Even when I was in Pittsburgh, um, we moved and nothing changed with work at all. Mm -hmm. um, we also don't have kids. Yeah. And so there's no homeschooling or trying to figure any of that out. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Um, so it's kind of awkward when people are like, how are you doing? And we're like, uh, <laughs> like not a lot has yeah, changed. Yeah. Just another uh, day. Yeah, right. For, so professionally, we, like we haven't skipped a beat. Like we've both been right. working at home for a while and the 
the dual monitor plug into a dock setup that you were talking mm -hmm. about at, at your office, we both mm -hmm. have set up at home now. Yeah. So it's, it's and really we, convenient. And we have prior to COVID. Yeah. Um, so for that, it's not at all different. Yeah. Um, selfishly, where we took the hardest hit was our social lives. Yeah. Um, because like going back to what I was saying when I was working from home and so bored at in the evenings, um, our time to go out was after work. And so regularly we would go out to dinner or go mm -hmm. to, there's a tiny, tiny little local bar that is like a, a mile from where we were at prior to moving into our house um, that we would go three or four nights a week and just have a couple beers and then go home. And that all went away. And yeah. so we're both very social people. Mm -hmm. um, if you haven't figured that <laughs> out yet. Um, and that, I mean, mentally it was tough, you know, like from the mental aspect of, um, you know, the social isolation was not easy, at least for me. Um, but you know, that's just very selfish. Um, mm -hmm. otherwise we are, living our normal lives, um, which I'm just kind of sitting back at all of the people that are not that have essential jobs or have jobs that you would never imagine working from home and doing and they're actually doing it all while raising their kids and, mm -hmm. you know, being teacher on top of everything else. So, uh, you know, much applause to those mm -hmm. folks. Um, it's just not what we've gone through. Okay. So. Okay, no, I I was thinking that was the case, but I had to ask just in case it you know it was different. But so Chris, I mean, we've talked just you know personally and not really on the show. This is the first time we've kind of are you know are, are bringing this topic up, and I and it's because I kind of want to see how we're dealing with you know reentry back into the social aspect of it. But how how is it? How is COVID? I mean, being self-employed, being in a, a self-employed uh, company that has to deal with people and their their animals, their dogs, because you're training dogs mm -hmm. and stuff. I mean, I, I was surprised to hear when we were chat that that business actually got better for you, right? Is I mean, you, you haven't really suffered too badly from from this quarantine. Is that correct? That's correct, if at all. Um, now the roller coaster ride of up and down and up and down has definitely been a little more drastic. Mm -hmm. But um, like in May, for example, we had our best month ever <laughs> yeah. in May. Yeah. Right. Um, July, however, was the downside of that. We had you know not our worst month ever, but you know we we saw a lot of people, whether it was canceling appointments, pulling out of training, um, you know, just uh, we don't know. We we're uncertain about what the future is going to hold because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not sure what we want to do. So hey, we want to put things on hold and wait thing wait until things kind of settle. Yeah. Fortunately, August uh, has been a little different. We've started to climb back out of that, um, and it it really is just one of those things. Here, it's just we have seen so many puppies. Because yeah. everybody has been getting puppies. I think the last, I don't know, out of 50 consultations that I've done, I bet you 40 of them have been puppies, mm. which is great because I can borrow people's puppies and then send them home. <laughs> just like grandma. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Um, but with us, nothing really stopped. We did not uh, actually, instead of laying people off, we hired more people. Yeah. Um, we did not see a lapse in, oh, you know what? We have to lay anybody off. I mean, we, we grew yeah. uh, at the beginning, kind of like March-ish, April-ish. I think we had five people, um, five employees. Now we're at nine. Hmm. Um, doubled it. Yeah. And that works out really nice for our, uh, paycheck protection, uh, mm-hmm. loan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for us, nothing really changed. We kept going, we grew, um, and it's been very, very beneficial for us financially, business wise. Uh, we've had a lot of people coming in going, you know what? I'm spending a lot of time at home with my dog <laughs> and, uh, Come to find out, they kind of suck because yeah, they're because yeah. <laughs> they're obnoxious <laughs> and the and the work at home folks. They're just like, yeah, I'm trying to get on a conference call and my dog won't stop barking, or they're trying to vie for my attention and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, let me help you. Come yeah. in here, let me help you, and let me show you how we can fix that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So with us, nothing really changed. Um, if anything, it got better. Okay, so it sounds like for for one thing. All four of us are very social people. We enjoy going out, interacting with people, you know, having having our beers, having our dinners, having our things. You know, we don't just stay at we don't go to work and come home and stay at home. That's not our norm. And when the when the quarantine came in, you know, we were forced to go outside of what we were used to. And mm-hmm. and for me, I was disappointed that we couldn't go out and see my friends and go out, visit, yeah. you know, go and do the social stuff. But in my mind, I kept thinking, well, you know what? It's only for two months and we'll be back at it. Well, guess what? It's, it's dragging on a little bit more, but, but now we're getting to the point where businesses and states are starting to loosen up some of the requirements. Uh, you know, Chris already mentioned that, Hey, there's some laws that if you have a, you know, food, you can start, serving your beer and so people you know breweries are finding ways of of getting around the the rules by adding food trucks and such yeah and now now people are starting to get out now here's where it becomes tricky and 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 i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna ask i don't want to hear about how what we if we believe the quarantine thing is good or bad or whatever i don't care about that what i want to what i want to kind of talk about is Regardless of how we feel, if, if you know wearing a mask is good, or if, if keeping your social distance and not getting in large groups or whatever is good or bad, that, that, who knows? But what's happening is now places are starting to open up. But how? I, I want to kind of just find out how we each are going out and reintroducing ourselves to that, uh, you know, to that, you know that normal that we used to have it's not going to be the same but now we're we're able to go out so i'll i'll start again i'll start off sarah and i had only gone and and did curbside pickup for beers from breweries and get a grower fills we didn't go in and drink we didn't you know we haven't done any of that since this thing started until two weeks ago and when i first our first brewery trip where we actually went to the brewery masked up uh, you know, we followed the you know the rules that have been put in place by the state to allow these breweries to open up, keep their social distancing, keep uh, mask on when you're not uh, at your at your table, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
um, we finally did it. We were nervous about it because we didn't want to be in crowds where there's a lot of people, and and especially with Sarah, because she does have a compromised immune system. We just didn't want to take too many chances. So we've really stuck with the quarantine. But two weeks ago, what led us to go out was Idaho Pint Month based, or Pint Week. So in April, for the last four years, in April, there's been Idaho Beer Month. And this year, they canceled the beer month because of COVID. And, and it kind of sucks because we enjoyed going out and, and visiting breweries and seeing the beers that they were brewing, especially for the Idaho Beer Month. And, and they have a Pints Up, Pints Up Idaho Week where you go to certain breweries and you, you buy pints and they give you the Idaho pint glass to go along with it. And we've gotten a couple of these glasses every year that's been out well the sunday before last they um, postponed it to that week so that sunday was the first day they had the pints up idaho and i'm like you know honey you know sunday uh if we go early to mad sweet when they first open we can probably go there enjoy some beers before anyone else shows up right and we we have a least amount of risk that we take so that's what we did they opened up at noon on sunday and we showed up uh, shortly after noon. Uh, they have outside patio now. They they have the tables separated by, uh, you know, by distance. Uh, they re- the state requires that, or at least the city or state, whatever requirements, so that you have a mask on if you're not at your table, and you can't intermingle with other groups. So whatever's at your table, you can intermingle with, but you can't go around walking and talking to other people. And you have to be shown to your table by the the server. And they bring all the beers to you. You don't go to the bar. You don't interact uh, at all. And we did it. And we had a good experience. Just Sarah and I out there in the patio. At first, it was just her and I. And then all of a sudden, a couple more people showed up. And again, they were separated. And we were able to get some of that back, some of that that we were missing. And we didn't. We were holding it in so much that we didn't realize how much we needed just to get out and enjoy you know, the brewery and, and a little bit of chit chat between us and the, the server and the, you know, and, and, and the owners. And, uh, we, we enjoyed it and we decided that we know what, we're going to do this every Sunday because, you know, things are, you know, our area is taking care of trying to minimize, minim, minimize the, the chances of spreading it as much as they can yet still allow us people to have that interaction. And, and it really, I don't know. It just, I can't explain it, but it made us feel good, right? We just had this euphoria feeling that, oh my gosh, we're back out, kind of doing, not the same, but we're doing what we're doing. It's almost like normal. It's very it's, weird. It's almost like normal, but not because it is so much abnormal, but but it felt good. So that's what I wanted to, after experiencing that, I wanted, and, and after we arranged to have you, Kevin and Amanda, on the, the show with us, I thought, you know what? I want to find out how each of us that are are all four socially active people are are dealing with the reintroduction and if and what what co- what precautions that you might be taking are you are you going out and visiting pubs and breweries or are you still just kind of ordering and taking it back to your house? Uh, well, we are doing a mix of both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our little neck of the woods here in the Portage Lakes of Ohio. Um, there are 
it's an interesting community. I'll say that. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a beach town, not by the ocean. Um, you get the <laughs> same kind of crowds. You get the same kind of visitors that come in. Um, they kind of ruin it for everybody. Yeah, right? lots of and bikers. So, <laughs> bikers, <laughs> yeah. huh? There's a lot of bikers. Okay. Yeah, there's basically a bike week here. Um, it's it's it, I love it here. It's just a really interesting like micro community. So, um, there are people here that will ruin it for everyone. They are non-mask wearers. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, they they're just gonna fight every rule that's ever put into place ever. And I'm not saying that I'm like super mask mm-hmm. like i don't enjoy wearing it but if okay. it's what i have to do then that's what i do mm-hmm. i'm middle of the road i'll follow the yeah. rules to do what i need to do um as far as going back into society it's been kind of hit and miss because we were excited about the idea of going back to the bars and um the tiny little bar that i mentioned um is one of them that did, did never draw a large crowd anyway and mm-hmm. They have picnic tables set up outside that are covered, and so it was easy to kind of spread out. Um, but if you're following at all what's happening in Ohio, um, the, people aren't following the rules, and so now we're to the point, in this area at least, where all the bars stop serving alcohol at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. um, and close by 11. So not exactly what we had hoped for. Um, I'm looking forward to the point where it's back to fully normal, which I know is probably a ways out mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm willing right. to be patient. Um, but it's been tough, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to forget your mask. Um, mm-hmm. I try to keep one in my car, one in my purse. And then if you show up somewhere, it's like, you're scrambling to make sure that you remember it. And it's just kind of, it puts a damper on things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we did recently go to a comedy show that was outdoors. Um, that was a lot of fun. It kind of felt like back to normal because everybody was outside and it was summer still here, you know, in the, the fall and winter and even or like late into spring, you're not going to get the opportunity to sit outside a lot of places here in Northeast Ohio. Um, but the comedy show was great. You know, it, it kind of felt like it was back to normal. Um, and was just you know something that we enjoyed to do um but yeah i i it's it doesn't feel a hundred percent back to normal yet and there's so many rules and regulations and what you can't you have to read the signs everywhere which you can do which you can't do what they're you know always a mask but you know you never know when you can order where you can order like it's just it's tough it it's a buzzkill i'll say that um but we've really enjoyed and taking a liking to um, having our friends over here. Yeah. Um, You know, having small get togethers, Mm -hmm. you know, six, eight people max. Right. And Mm -hmm. um, that's where the speakeasy comes in. I want to have a speakeasy (laughs) bar at some point and it's getting more and more real by the minute. Um, Prohibition is kind of bad. It's going to be called what's the password. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the password? I like it. There you go. You're invited, Chris. Yeah. Um, and, and, And also, um, you know, I could tell you're taking some precautions with like having individual chip snack bags, right? You know, for their <laughs> chips and stuff, trying to, trying to minimize the, the, you know, the, you're trying to keep your social distancing stuff so that anyone that feels uncomfortable or whatever would feel less uncomfortable if you have, you know, segregated chip bags or whatever. Right. I mean, things like that right. helps. Like, like Sarah, 
I think I've taken the brunt of the of it because I've I've been working like I mean I haven't stopped working. I didn't take a vacation. I haven't done it. I've worked every day since this thing started. And you know I go to work and come back and and Sarah has been off uh, during the summer because school's out and. You know, once at least once a week, she'll you know she'll have one of her friends come over and they'll have like a social distanced, uh, you know, visiting thing outside on on our back deck, which is great because it's outside you can keep your distance and and you know you have your individual snack bowls so that no one's interacting, and I haven't had that. I did have, I mean, just last week I did, um, you know, Sarah went to Pocatello to help my daughter out with her classroom getting set up for school because here in Idaho. Pretty much everyone's going back to well, besides Boise School District, but Sarah School District and my daughters, like you know, they're going back full swing. You know, there's you know full full classrooms and everything. There's no there's no online. It's going back to full classroom. In fact, Haley started her full classroom today, and it's you know so we'll see what happens with that. But um, she came back and brought some Jim Dandy beers back with me, and I and I, um, you know, one of the guys, one of my uh, Co-workers that uh, customers, uh, you know, enjoys good IPAs, and I had a, had Sarah bring back a couple IPAs, and I had him come over after work. I said, "Hey, Bob, I, you know, come over after work, and let's just have some beers on the patio." I said, "I've just been dying to have some kind of social interaction with someone, you know, someone else." And we did. We came out on the back patio. I, you know, I I poured the the crowlers. Uh, you know, each had a glass, and I kept. You know, I had separate bowls for our our little snack foods, and we just sat and chatted and kept our social distancing, and it was able to have that, that interaction that I've been missing for so long, and it felt really good uh, to do that. And uh, so, yeah, I think the the home thing is is easy in small groups of you know of, of like ten or less um, is is good. I, I you know Sarah and I still haven't gone out to restaurants. I don't think we will go to a restaurant for a while just because I think it's harder to know about the you know what's going to happen with someone's sick and food or whatever and we just you know, don't want to take a chance but but like i said the last two weekends we have been visiting the outdoor um area that matt sweet has and really have enjoyed that chris how about you i i know you've been going to uh tampa bay beer works and leaven brewing and you've been doing some trips out and drinking it seems like florida is a little bit more lax on their getting back into the, you know, in the pub scene. Yeah, it's, um, we, like, we went to Cigar City for dinner, uh, I think, like, Friday. We're, I mean, we're trying to, as much as we possibly can, just to, whatever normal is yeah. or is going to be, we're trying to get into that as much as we possibly can. But, yeah, I mean, we're trying to get around and support local and, and, we've got a place down the street from our office. We've got a place, a place down the street from our home. And, um, I mean, it's tough. We we just, me personally, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for things to go back to normal ourselves. (laughs) Do you think it's going to happen this year? When do you think, when do you think it's going to get back to like normal? November 4th. <laughs> election election day when the big asteroid strikes and we're all uh... I heard about the asteroid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about the asteroid. Um, uh, I don't know, man. It, it I, 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 it's one of those things where 
I definitely feel like, I, and I know, I know we've, we've had people personally who've been, uh, who've contracted COVID. My mm-hmm. brother-in-law, Mike, he had COVID yeah. and, and I know that. Um, and I know there's some sort of virus out there now on the flip side of it. Um, I do feel it's that it's been blown way out of proportion mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I'm, it's, it stinks just because that I think a lot of people are going to, um, they're going to that, that kind of next level of, oh my gosh, almost like the world's going to end <laughs> and, and everybody's just, they're panicking. Uh, but I, but it's also one of those things, Hey, we got to make sure we, everyone is kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure everybody's covering, covering their ass is what I like to say a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those things that yes, there's definitely a virus out there. Uh, I definitely think it's been blown out of proportion. Um, is there going to be a new normal? I don't know. guess we'll see. One of my favorite sayings for anybody who knows me is that there's only one way to find out. So, yeah. I guess we'll I guess we'll see uh, as time progresses. But it's uh, I think it's been made to be a lot worse than it really is. But you know, I'm not a doctor. I just train dogs for a living. So <laughs> we shall see what happens. Yeah, I, I yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty for sure. Um, I will say that you know that Idaho you know has been in the top five of the worst states to handle uh, the the pandemic as far as. Uh, you know, we've had increased numbers. A week ago, Idaho wanted to wanted 150,000 tests, and we were only allowed 25,000 tests to be done oh. because there's that many people that are, you know, being that that are having symptoms. So there is so many people that aren't getting tested that have problems that that they just don't have the capability of, of testing all of them. Uh, we have had hospital ICUs filled with no capacity for anyone else to enter in. So, that, you know, that is a fact. And mm-hmm. I can understand that when, you know, when, when, you're IC, when you don't have any room for, you know, for people to come in, then there's choices that need to be made of who's going who's gonna to get that bed and who's not. And then that, that causes other problems. So I understand the concern. My, my whole thought, so here's another thing that, that most likely Sarah and I already had COVID in, in February. Um, she was very sick for 17 days with a virus, an unknown virus, before this whole COVID thing started. We didn't think anything about it because we didn't know about the COVID. Um, she, she came out of it, but, uh, but it took a, a long time. The doctor didn't know what virus. She says, hey, you have a virus. We don't know what it is, but just wait it out. And she did. She, you know, 17 days, and she, she was better. Was it COVID? We don't know. But most likely... It, you know, I'm thinking it, it might have been because then we heard that our grandson's uh, mom was uh, was also exposed to some virus back in that same time frame. And she's the one that probably gave it to us that went through her warehouse that she worked at. We made it through it. We got lucky. If it, if it was, will we ever know? No, because we're not having any symptoms uh, and we're staying isolated. So we don't know if you know, if, if we get it again, what's what the effect is going to be, if we even had it the first time, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. But I do know, you know, there's a lot of people in my work here locally that have got, that been tested positive for COVID with zero symptoms. I mean, zero symptoms. They, they go in because they're, uh, you know, someone else 
had it, so they had to go get tested. No symptoms. They get tested. Yep. You know, their whole family has it. And only one person of the whole family actually shows symptoms of the, you know, of the, the effects. So I think a lot of people are carrying it around and don't even know they have it because there's really either low or no, you know, side effect, you know, effects that they, that they can, that they can feel. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a, it's a weird, bizarre disease or, uh, you know, virus for sure. I, I just want it to disappear. I don't know if a vaccine is, you know, is going to solve it, especially when they're, they're pushing so, you know, to fast track it so quickly. That just means that it's going to cause other problems that are going to happen down the road, right? There's a vaccine, and all of a sudden, yeah, it's it, it's supposed to fix the COVID, but then it ends up causing you know some kind of horrible cancer uh, five years from now. I mean, that'd be even worse. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about this? I know it's kind of depressing, but I I just wanted to say that you know that you know being you know, there's a lot of people out there that I think are the same as us, Tara and Jim, right? They're finally out on a, on a road trip visiting a brewery because they love doing that. And, you know, Sarah and I are the same way. We love that social interaction. I know there's a lot of people out there that do that do enjoy the social interactions, and I don't know, you know, what all the communities are doing to help keep people safe. I'll be curious to hear if our listeners out there, how you guys feel about reentering you know, pubs and breweries and, and having a beer uh, on site. Let us know. Uh, send your feedback. So okay. Yep. Kevin. Well, I, well, I will say one thing about uh, on a positive note to kind of wrap things up about the, the COVID. Uh, like there's been maybe a handful or so of our local breweries that we love to support that do a great job under normal circumstances that have, kind of bent over backwards to start uh, canning beers and yeah. getting crowlers and growlers and distributing their beer however they can, where they had no distribution channels before. So it's been really nice to see, you know, some of the breweries adapt to that, you know, forced to adapt, yeah. but, you know, getting creative to, to expand their business. And that's been kind of a really nice thing, yeah. you know, that, we've been able to go through and support local breweries without necessarily having to go spend a, a full Friday night, Saturday night at the brewery. Mm-hmm. You know, we can order ahead and do the curbside, like you said, and, you know, get a few crowlers or growler and, and help support, you know, these breweries that we really like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree that that is amazing. And again, so many of our local Boise breweries have done the same thing. You just mentioned Kevin, they have, gone and found ways to to survive you know they're hand crowling 16 ounce cans with their crowling machines to serve to people that that are ordering on the curbside you know how painful that is to drink to crowl one can at a time 16 ounces i mean it's crazy yeah some of the breweries we go to like literally every time we're there they have somebody on their taps and on their crowler machine crowling canning beers Mm -hmm. Nonstop. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Like I said before in in other uh, episodes, I'm pretty sure that's what corporate ladders doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, they're doing it. And also, I have to applaud, you know, local government going and laxing some of these deliver. You know, like now breweries are they're delivering beer. You know, like Matt Swede, once a night they go and they have a 
you know, they, they do deliveries at 6 p.m. And you can get your beer anywhere from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. You know, if you order, they do one delivery and they go around and deliver to all the places that order. And that could be around the entire greater area of, of the Boise area, which is a pretty large area. And, you know, they'll spend three to four hours delivering beer that people order. And that was never a thing before, right? You had to, you know, you, yeah. you weren't able to distribute your beer by hand to individual buyers, right? You had to go through a distributor or, you know, or, or sell it through a retail outlet. So it's nice to see that they've kind of lacked some of those laws and allowed breweries to, to supply the beer to to the people. Yeah, I know Ohio's done the same thing. We've gotten deliveries from BrewDog that you know, it's not even the same city, but, you know, a day or two later. Yeah. And, you know, we've got friends that order from Urban Artifacts regularly. You know, so Cincinnati to Akron, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's, it's you know, another positive, some relaxed regulations that have helped businesses survive and stay afloat. Yeah. Yeah. To go margaritas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just make your own margaritas. <laughs> you can get a six-pack of margaritas just like a slushie from the gas station. From our local Mexican restaurant, and that 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 has kept me afloat during this <laughs> that hit the spot, huh? During these unprecedented times, I know that's probably for a different podcast, but no. I'll tell you what: those Mexican restaurant margaritas—they'll they—they're better than any antidepressant that I've ever had. Oh, I, no, I love margaritas. I love tequila. So yeah, I'm, I'd be right at home with that. <laughs> well, oh, Benny, I, I'll tell you that I had a margarita with dinner. <laughs> and then I came on and drank beer with There you go. That's the way to do it. You came prepared. You came prepared. All right. You know what? We're getting a little bit long. We're we're probably at the two hour point. I don't want to make it too long. So let's go ahead and start to wrap things up. But I really appreciate you know just you know bringing this topic out. I don't know. I felt it was time to talk about it because it is a, a transition period, and I just wanted to hear you know how you guys were dealing with it. So thank you for sharing. But before we uh, close the show out. We always like to go ahead and give a chance to raise a glass to anyone we'd like to raise a glass to. So I'm going to start with you, Amanda. Is there anyone you would like to raise a glass to tonight? Oh, starting with me. Thank okay. you. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Toast. Cheers to that. Well, I have to, I have to give uh, cheers to Danny and Kaylin, who supplied the beers that I was drinking tonight. Oh. There are a couple of our friends that come over to our makeshift speakeasy and they are always good um for delivering some good beers okay and i'd also like to cheers to you guys because i'm really excited to have joined the podcast tonight and i appreciate being here well it's about damn time time. we got you on i know i know the long-awaited no i've i've uh i've enjoyed listening to everyone else and hearing um all the other folks that have been on the podcast and i'm excited to be a part of that group now so yeah. cheers to you guys. You guys for, are famous. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Almost. <laughs> on Thursday, you'll be famous. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. So I appreciate being here. So okay. thank you. Excellent. Excellent. How about you, Kevin? So without sounding like too much of an echo, yeah, I would like to raise a glass to, to you, Denny, and Chris, and John as well. Uh, you know, we've enjoyed listening to the Tap the Craft podcast for years now, which is crazy to say. <laughs> But, you know, it's great being on a podcast, and cheers to you guys. 
Well, thank you, Kevin. We appreciate that. We appreciate and, uh, that. And how about you, Chris? How would you like to give a toast to tonight? So I have two. One, I want to raise a glass to teachers today. Yes. I know a lot of them started back to school today, Haley being one of them. Yeah. Uh, but oh, I know our friends man. Tina and Manny, uh, they sent their daughter back to school today. And I don't know if you got, if anybody heard anything else about this, but Zoom in the southeastern region kind of failed today. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they, the uh, northeast, too. Yeah. So here in, in, in our area or in our county, um, they are going back to school for the first week. They are going to be uh, virtual learning, and then they go back to school uh, in the building brick and mortar on Monday. Uh, so cheers to teachers uh, who are trying to figure out how to make sure other students are in line while they're doing a Zoom meeting. Uh, but second, I want to raise a glass to the guys over at the Brunomics podcast because I was the fortunate one to win the swag from the Mad Swede Brewing. Oh, nice. Um, so not only does Kevin and Amanda have mad speed brewing stuff, <laughs> I have a hat and a koozie on the way to me oh, from, nice. from those guys. Yeah. So I'll make sure I post it up, uh, <laughs> once that shows up and then Kevin, you and I can do a side by side. Yeah. I like oh, yeah. Oh, man. If you're better friends with Denny, you'd already have that stuff. But okay. <laughs> no, that's not exactly true. <laughs> not exactly true. Maybe she yeah. made it to Columbus. Yeah. And yeah, remember, dude, that's exactly to- right. Had I shown up, up yeah. had I shown up, then I would have been, I would have been the better friend had I just shown up. <laughs> uh, but no, I want to raise a glass to you guys, uh, Kevin and Amanda. Hey guys, thank you very much for coming on uh, with us. It's always, always good to talk to you guys, whether personally or on the podcast. So thank you for listening very much. Oh, Denny. Thank you. And Denny. Chris, regardless oh. of what we say. <laughs> well, I see it in print on social media. So That's right. That's but Dogfish Head Rolls uh, 120. Uh, Denny, what about you? Anybody you'd like to raise a glass to you? I, I have a few. And, of course, starting with Kevin and Amanda, I've wanted to have you guys on a show for a long, long time. And uh, I'm glad it finally happened. I'm glad you guys were able to be free. And join us for some drinks and some good conversation. And I want to raise my glass to you and and cheers, you guys, for your first podcast. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't, I don't want to. I, I want to say something else, but I'll, I won't say. It. But yeah, yeah, your first podcast. Going down a road. Going down an inappropriate. Come on, what are you? What are you gonna say? Dad? No, no, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. But yeah, I, I'm glad to have you on, and I hope you guys can join us again at another time if you guys are willing. Because uh, it was fun. I, I love talking to you guys. I loved, I mean, Sarah and I still talk about our time in Pittsburgh and, and Ohio together. Uh, you, you Both you two left a, a huge impact on us that we just can't shake. We just want to come back and see you guys some more and spend some more time with you guys. So I just wanted to you know let you know that. And, and we look forward to maybe, maybe the beginning of next year, 2021, will be the time we can get back together and, and share our our kinship and uh, and and love of beer and fellowship together absolutely that'd be great and we want to go to idaho too i've never been to idaho so uh it's a trip that we've been wanting to make as well so you guys are welcome anytime okay yeah you're welcome you have have an airport there we do well it used to be international (laughs) airport it might still be an international airport 
and make one trip a, a month to Canada, so it's international. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 15 minutes from his house. It's not yeah, really it's, that it, far yeah, I live I live within a mile and a half of the airport, so it's pretty close. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. All right. And then um, I also want to raise a glass to listener Matt Knight. Not only did he, uh, you know, mention us on twi- Twitter and uh, bought a beer that we that we were talking about on on a show, but he also on Twitter uh, recommended to another podcast to go ahead and interview me uh, as a content creator for uh, for his show. And so Mr. Johnny Casino uh, has been in touch, and we're going to get together here very soon to talk about uh, about podcasting and about uh, Tap to Craft podcasts and how my my whole uh, thing on uh, you know on being myself on this show. I you know I'm I'm me. I don't uh, I don't have a persona. Or, I mean, I guess Kevin and Amanda and Chris, all three of you guys, have all met me in person. So I mean, I. I am who I am. I'm not someone different on the show. I make mistakes. I own up to them. Uh, it's all about being real. And I think that's what's going to be the, the content of our interview is just about being real and, and podcasting. So uh, I'll let you guys know when that's available on his link. If you guys want to listen to some, some more of me on a different podcast, that would be good. But I just want to raise my glass to, to Matt Knight for, for, uh, for doing that. The, the show is going to be Radio is Lame is his podcast. So. Radio is lame. I yeah, like that. Yeah, and uh, then a last-minute toast is to John Ream and Trek Brewing, because I saw a post on Facebook right before we started recording that they are sending beers off to the 2020 Great American Beer Festival. Yes, and I am so looking forward to seeing what happens uh, with these beer submissions. I hope that uh, you know that maybe he can. Gold medal. Get a medal yeah, for one of his beers. No, so gold. Not oh, just yeah. any medal, but yeah. gold medal. <laughs> so cheers to you, John. Uh, you know, last time we chatted, you said that that wasn't even on your radar. All you want to do is get Trek Brewing going and and get it, you know, on a smooth, uh, you know, cadence. And that, 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 that the GABF will be sometime down the line. Well, I guess... COVID's been good to you because you decided to go ahead and release beers to the Great American Beer Festival. So fingers are crossed, and I, I hope to see your name on that list very soon. And, of course, being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military service, services, protecting our freedoms. Uh, I just I know the sacrifices that they're making. I've been there. I've done it. And I just want to raise my glass to you and hope you guys come home soon to your families. And Chris, you want to go ahead and raise a glass or you know talk talk about our sponsors? <laughs> Whatever certainly. you want to do. <laughs> I certainly do. I want to raise a glass to the folks over at Brewer Shirts. And Brewer Shirts at the forefront of the craft beer movement was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Go visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 and receive 15% off full-priced items. All right. You can find the beers on the show. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) I made it to the end. I'm starting to get get tired. Starting? 
Yeah. Get the reel ready. It's yeah. almost yeah. nine o'clock out there. Guys. I know, but I get up at four Wait every day and work out at four in the morning oh. and then go to work. Uh. And Fit fam. The mm. weights are the weights are lighter in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's all about staying fit. You know, you guys saw me in my tank top. You know, I'm kind of busting this thing out. Okay. Summer in Boise. Yeah. Not... Three, three Mads weed tank tops, and I feel like we have ourselves a fashion show. How, in my how's the neighbor? Yard. How's the neighbor feel about your uh, your tank tops, Denny? Well, mm-hmm. they don't complain. Let's just say they, that they still got the oh, busted ass cars in front of the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When we meet up in Ohio, I I'm, I'm going to bring a tank top for myself and for you, Chris. Yes. So that we I can have... all three be wearing our Mads weed tank tops. Well. And sure I'm on charge admission. I'm sure going to profit optional. from this. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Okay. Uh, and you can find the beers mentioned on the show in the show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So you can find me never on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82. Just don't go there. I don't mm-hmm. ever check it. Uh, or you can find me on untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. And of course, you can always interact with us on Facebook or Instagram at our username, Tap the Craft. All right. And Kevin and Amanda, do you guys want to give out any, any deets or are you guys okay? Oh, I just had to look up my own deets. Stay up, <laughs> stay up right, right? Stay up right? Oh, try to stay up right. That's up Twitter. Right. I'm also never on Twitter, <laughs> but y'all are welcome to follow me. I say nothing. Um, sometimes I get like bad service at the airport and I comment about that, but that's about it. Okay. Um, Amanda was here on Untapped. Yes. You can check all my check-ins via Kevin, whatever yeah, Kevin. his name is. <laughs> and uh, Amandretti on Instagram. Okay. Just like Andretti, but like Amanda, it's because it's I drive fast. Yes. Yes. And Kevin, how about you? What's your untapped at least? Well, I was just thinking about that. I don't know if it's bad that untapped is probably my most used <laughs> social media outlet. Yeah, that just makes uh, you cultured. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's just Kevin Argauer at... Uh, you are, throw you're going to be deep. throw one deep. He doesn't even know his own name. <laughs> my Listen God. you talking smack, Miss. Um, I got to look up my own name. Why? At least I did it before I spoke. <laughs> I'm trying to do it right now. I can't find it. It's throw one deep. Go check out Kevin uh, on throw one deep. If you can't find him, search through my or Denny's friends yes. list. Just throw one go. deep like a there hammer. He was a track superstar back in the day. That's what it means. Oh, no, he's back. still a track superstar. Don't <laughs> let her her crush your dreams, buddy. <laughs> oh, my my dreams are long gone. Don't worry, don't worry about that. Very big deal years ago. Uh, all right. Well, it is last call. It is time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. We ask you to please tell a friend. And, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, and, of course, on Spotify or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder... We release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Gotta say it along with me. Cheers. 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 I'll I'll turn off I'll turn off my lovely feed. Take my pants back off. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
you'll, you'll fit right in or anything. I always think of you as like the, the consummate Florida man. Yeah, and it's and it's hard to live that down now that I've been labeled as such. Well, I asked her, I said, hey, do you have Hangouts? And she was like, uh, what's that? Now, granted, I didn't know what Hangouts was until, you know, you and Technology John Technology gives me gas, okay? I don't know. You, you should have seen me. I've been sitting at this computer for an hour trying to figure out these headphones. And- I finally got them to work. I went down to get my beer, came back up, and they don't work anymore. <laughs> Done. Did you take the headphones with you? Maybe just disconnect them. No, while oh, okay. I left them here. Okay, that's okay. Hey, you know what? That hour paid off because we didn't have technical difficulties. You got right in. We heard you yeah. fine. So mm-hmm. you have to swap out some headphones. At least right. you're able to record, connect. We sound good. Denny, I'm scared. Always I know. We had we had yeah. zero knock on. <laughs> particle board we had zero technical difficulties yeah, getting yeah. them in i'm working correctly today yeah, yeah. And, all right let's and, see what happens and i bet they don't even have the hangouts uh app installed either do they do you i don't no, i don't no you I do didn't. you have the chrome uh one in yours well no i i have it on my phone but i use i use it directly through google yeah, on, what, yeah, yeah, on Chrome, yeah, but yeah, but you remember we, you had all the problems yeah. when you weren't using the <laughs> the Hangouts app through Chrome. Yeah, when I was trying to load in through Safari. Yeah, Safari sucks. <laughs> it does suck. Check out my cool Apple device. Didn't really do much. <laughs> oh, look at you, Amanda, checking in the beers on on tap. <laughs> by the way, um, it was a peer pressure check. It was peer pressure. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad it worked. A little hot. There we go. <laughs> I'm glad it worked. <laughs> that was Kevin, for the record. That was Kevin. Don't throw him. Kevin's under going the mobile. Bus. Don't throw oh, him what is All right. Well, Chris, uh, let's take a potty break. Yep. I need some more beer too. And beer break. Okay. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, Chris, uh, Kevin, and Amanda. Oh, okay. Just give okay. us. Yeah, we're. I, I can't make it through a whole two hours without peeing. That's okay. Neither can Murphy. <laughs> Kevin just left to go let him out. And that, was the echo. that was that terrible noise. I ran out to let Murphy out and put on my you phone and got some phone. feedback. You, you nope. can even hear the crickets. Yes. I do. Yes. It's good. Excellent. Okay. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> the best podcast I've ever been on. Wow. <laughs> is this the first podcast yeah. you've been on? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Maybe I could get a cheaper version and... An urban assault vehicle, like a G-Wagon hmm. or something. Megan, <laughs> One of Megan's dream vehicles is a G-Wagon. Yeah, not for me. But, I mean, if I wanted to be a real housewife, I could definitely. I mean, I would drive one. Just, real housewife supported Blake's. Like, yeah, oh that's, that's that already a thing. <laughs> I would totally watch that show. <laughs> I would watch that. It's like half living in. But mm-hmm. it, that, yeah. that show is that not that show this area is very unique crawling Uh with old women kevin was sexually assaulted by a woman directly in front of me (laughs) like more less than one week after we moved here and she was like 68 years old 